All right, so uh, a massive week uh, this past week, and I would say what a difference a week makes, but every, every day is uh, just advancing in a bizarre and nutty fashion, things that you can really never expect. Okay, so the big story this past week, Ari, was the Texas case that we had spoken about, I guess, in the last third or so of our show last week. And we, we went to town about how this is a great case and this is going to really kind of give the opportunity for the Supreme Court to resoundingly uh, give support for the Trump campaign and, and do it in a safe manner. Yeah, the side of truth, justice, the American way, liberty, yeah. you know, that stuff. Things of this nature. Anyway, so uh, the, the next day, I believe it was, the court eventually did come down with the decision and it simply basically dismissed it by arguing not on the merits, of course, but rather that the state of Texas and, of course, the other attorneys general, I believe it was 19 other attorneys general of different states, uh, simply didn't have standing. Okay, so that was bizarre. That was not what I expected. I mean, if I, if I expect, I, I don't know how to give it a good analogy of this, but if, if a car is going to go down a, a, a certain street, um, I, I, anyway, you, let's put it this way. Let's say you, you say you're going to come over to record this podcast with me. And then, um, and, you, and I ask you where you are, and you say, well, I'm on the, the 405 and Wilshire. Okay? So that to me means about 10, 12 minutes, okay, from that certain time of day, whatever. And I don't expect a meteor to hit you <laughs> and then say that it's, you're never going to come to me. Okay? That, that is, those are things that I do not expect. And likewise, with what happened in the Texas case, for the court to dismiss it for lack of standing when this is the one time where the court has immediate jurisdiction, not discretionary jurisdiction, where the, the Supreme Court must take the case to discuss, to discuss the merits of the case, it, it might ultimately say, okay, you don't, you know, Texas, you don't have a case. Okay, fine. But you got to take the case. And it didn't even get to that. Now, it was... Well, I, you I, were right. It wasn't a 5-4 decision. So <laughs> yeah, good point. I there, was, guess. there was some unity there. <laughs> Consensus. So in, in fairness, and, and to correct myself from last week, I, I, or I guess on my Sunday show, I had said that it was 9-0, um, that it was, uh, it was ruled that way. That's not correct, actually. It turns out it was, it was 7-2. And in the decision, in 7-2... Um, it was more that, uh, other than Alito and Thomas, Alito and Thomas said, look, we would have taken up this case, but I don't know what remedy there would have been. Uh, so that's it, fair. Yeah, and know. that's very fair, but it was, it was fairly dismissive language, if not to actually dismiss the case. So, look, I, I am, I'm less, ex Less optimistic, but I still am optimistic, generally speaking. I think that was a great opportunity for them to take, take the case. I think that there was very solid footing from a legal standpoint. Now, let's look behind the, in the same way you, you get a gift, and this is a gift-giving season, right? So you get a, a box, and you wonder what's inside the box. You can kind of, you know, jug it around and, and figure, okay, this is not a book, all right, this is not a Barbie. This is not, whatever, okay? You, you, you can kind of figure out what it's yeah, not. you just heard the glass inside shatter. <laughs> exactly, right. So, oh, I guess it was a vase. Priceless one at that. <laughs> anyway, so 
you, 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 can, you kind of figure out. So what, what's, what can we figure out from what we have so far regarding the Supreme Court? Okay, so there's latest, and this is hearsay, uh, latest information that there was yelling in the Supreme Court regarding the decision on the Texas case. Which means Hillary Clinton was obviously in the room with a cake and a bottle of champagne. Right. That's what I would gather from that. And that was election night 2016, if you remember, you know, yelling and... This has been cake. an Ari David random comment. Had you it's been, it's sarcasm. Been, I, okay, all right. Right. All right, so here we go. The point is, let's say that that happened. We don't know. It, it is hearsay, so take it for what it's worth. But you hear that Roberts was allegedly saying and screaming to the other Supreme Court justices that we, if we take this case up, it'll be riots and pandemonium, pandemonium in the streets, and it'll be the collapse of civilization as we know it. And so we better not take this case. We better cave to mob rule than actually you know, right, right. put our asses on the line here. Putting, putting aside that, uh, uh, one thing that we can assume is that if it's true that Roberts was yelling at this and screaming this to that effect, that means that there were others there saying, we should take this case, or we've got some serious issues here. So that, if it's true that there was yelling by Roberts to this effect, then, then that means something. Now, look, you can take it with a grain of salt. I, I don't know what's really going on in the Supreme Court. You know, I'm, I'm going to officially take it with a grain of salt. But it is interesting. We know that we've got true advocates with Alito and Thomas. We do. For us, you mean? For us, yes. Yeah. Uh, Roberts, uh, you know, I, I don't think that we can count on him for anything. Well, he and three others seem to be advocates for certainly something a little different. Well, we don't, okay, so that, that's, that's, that, that's where I want to get to. I don't know. I don't know about Comey Barrett. I don't know about Kavanaugh. I don't no, know I don't about Gorsuch. I'm talking about Sotomayor. Oh, oh, the, oh okay, yeah. the libs. Okay, so it is possible not probable, but possible, and with, I'd say more than 2% chance, that Breyer in particular will say, you know, uh, I, I mean, he might say personally, he's not going to announce this in, a, in any opinion, I don't like Trump, but nevertheless, it is hard to ignore the massive evidence of fraud going on here. And he, they would be right to take up the Georgia case. The Georgia case is now officially on the docket in the Supreme Court. Yeah, which means it's teed up to be rejected for some reason any minute. Okay. Speaking from a sarcastic standpoint. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you, it, it would not be surprising at this point that they would reject it. Right. Having said that, it would also not be surprising that they take it up. Now, I am confident that if they reject it, that at least four of the justices, it'll be a, a 5-4 decision in our favor, I'm uh, sorry, in, in, their, in their favor. Four of them would be, it would be Alito, it'd be Thomas, probably Gorsuch, and probably Amy Coney Barrett. Yeah, but don't we only need four for them to grant it to be heard? Uh, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. It has I, to be five? I think it has to be a, a majority to actually grant cert, okay? Um, otherwise, I mean, it's, I mean it, it would be automatic all the time. Yeah, so otherwise they, they'd be very busy. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 the answer is I don't know, but I think it's I think four four is not enough to grant cert. But anyway, let's let's move on from there. Let's say that the Supreme Court decides not to take it up. 
or that it does take it up and ultimately says there's, no, there's somehow no evidence there uh, or we can't do anything about this. Okay, they, they find a way out to actually dismiss the case or, sorry, to, to rule on the case and say the evidence is such that uh, it is not for us. The legislators did in fact uh, certify the selection, whatever BS they'll give. What, what then? I guess that's the ultimate. I, I want to see this as a chess game and see what the options are for Trump. And, and, and by no means am I saying, folks, right now, that somehow this is a losing game. On the contrary, I think that there's, there are quite a few options. But let's say <clears throat> that the Supreme Court does not step in and does not do its job. What, what options does, do, does the President Trump have at that point? I put it to you that there are two things that, that can happen. One is to ensure that on January 6th, when the Congress does meet, that you get enough votes to challenge each of these states in question, at least. And then it becomes a debate among the Congress and the Senate. I think we have enough people in the Congress and the Senate to do so. If that doesn't happen, then uh, we have uh, a bigger problem. Because then I think uh, Trump has the executive order issue with the Insurrection Act, right? You know a little bit more about this than I do, Ari. Yeah. All right. Uh, why why, why uh, don't yes. you describe a little bit about uh, the Insurrection Act? Well, there's, there's uh, two aspects of it. The part you just mentioned briefly about remedies in the Congress, in some ways, I like to talk about that as the back end uh, of the the solution for this. The, the front end would be the Insurrection Act. And what the Insurrection Act would do is basically declare, lack of a better term, a national security emergency and call the theft of the election an act of war and charge those domestically who participated by helping the enemy in this act of war with treason, which becomes a set of military jurisdictional charges. Interestingly enough, Lindsey Graham, in a very unpublicized part of the Kavanaugh hearing, which focused entirely on the false sex allegations and rape allegations, questioned Kavanaugh during his hearing and said, what's the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court about American enemy combatants who are charged in a military way with treason? And Kavanaugh said, that's a military issue, military tribunal, firing squads, the whole bit. We we can't touch that. So what you're getting at with the preamble of the podcast about the Supreme Court jurisdiction might be, if you will, moot. The Supreme Court may be looking at this in two prongs, and I'll get back to the, the main thread of this, which is, first of all, it's an election issue and a legislative issue. We don't want a part of this. Okay, fine. Or this might be a military issue, which we don't want a part of. Fine, even better. I, I actually like this issue because I look at this grand purge through military action as exactly the uh, high colonic the country needs. But it would ev- essentially involve the following. The executive order that Trump signed that governed the emergency powers that he has for the election would determine that a huge number of people in government, the deep state, and elsewhere were participating with foreign malicious actors in essentially the attempted overthrow of America, sending the military to go door-to-door, office-by-office, and building-by-building, round up these people, deport them either to foreign rendition sites or someplace like Guantanamo, where they would stand in front 
front of a military court for a quick trial and then either life imprisonment or execution. Oh, God, that entire scenario, to be frank, makes me hot, okay? (laughs) Now, I want you listeners to think about something logically in this. On January 6th, when the electors come before the Congress for ratification, um, there are certain compositions of the Congress that I want to talk about very quickly. First of all, in the Senate, the Republicans have to win every vote by what I call the margin of Romney, which is really the margin of Romney, Murkowski, Collins, and any number of other establishment turd senators who might defy us. And then in the House, we actually have the advantage because all of these votes go by state delegation, where we outnumber the Democrats 30 votes to 20 votes. Okay, that's a great thing. But now think about this. Is that because after the election, the recent election, we won more seats? Yeah, we even won more. Okay, So, so we own 30, thir- of the 50 states, we have 30 of them in Republican delegation hands. Right. Even though Democrats in per- by person outnumber Republicans slightly because of large states like New York, California, elementary. Anyway, so think about this, my dear friends. If Trump were to go ahead with this, what I call extremely hot, sexy idea of a military purge, a huge number of these congressmen, and you know who they are, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, okay, Russian collusion hoax people, Pelosi, uh, I'm going to do the House first, then I'll do the Senate uh, as these examples, Ilan Omar, caught do, engaging in ballot harvesting fraud, and others, Swalwell with his Chinese girlfriend spy, uh, Okay, imagine all of them not being in the Congress like that all at once. That changes the dynamic even more and might even give us a couple other delegations. And then over in the Senate, we can name these same people. Feinstein, colluding with Chinese spies. Schumer, Russia hoax. Uh, uh, Staple-faced Blumenthal from Connecticut. Chris Coons. I mean, imagine all these people immediately purged out. So suddenly the margins of Republicans to Democrats gets even better for an eventual challenge of delegates coming in, the seating of the alternative delegates, or the rejection of delegates. Now, if the Electoral College thresholds are not met by noon on January 20th, immediately the Congress separates into a House and Senate chamber. The Senate votes by person for the vice president, in this case, and with Pence as the tiebreaker. So Pence will win over Harris. today, Today we have to get past the Marge of Romney, but if this purge happens, well, it'll be like 30 to 12 Republicans and Democrats left in the Senate. And then the House, it's by delegation where Trump would win 30 to 20. So that's the eventual scenario. All right. That's very helpful. I appreciate that. And yes, that entire thing should make you all as hot as it makes me. (laughs) Yes. It's it's strange what uh, turns Ari David on sexually, but there you have it. Right. All right. Look, let's look at it. For those people, the Democrats especially, who think that any talk of the idea of invoking the Insurrection Act is somehow in and of itself fascistic, I want to change the argument a little bit, change the scenario. Let's say that for whatever reason, a bunch of Chinese uh, soldiers uh, came in and forced everyone at gunpoint to vote for Biden, okay? Uh, you could correctly say, okay, there's an insurrection going on, and you would expect the president to invoke the Insurrection Act, and, uh, and, and there you go. 
And then you would say, okay, this whole thing was a fraud and everything else. That, that would be clear, right? I mean, I, there's no issue there. Crystal. Right. What if, in fact, now going to the actual scenario, what if, in fact, we now know that there was massive fraud going on, that there was purposeful uh, ch changing uh, of the, um, the Dominion boxes and so forth, literally the fix was in so that there was no way that Trump could win in those respective states, that no matter what Trump did and how, however many people may have voted for Trump, uh, even if it was a Reagan-type landslide, which you and I think it probably was, then it would still go to Biden. So if that's the case, then clearly we have an insurrection. Clearly, we have to have a president who's going to go forward and do something about it. That's, that's his number one duty, is to prevent uh, an insurrection and to preserve the Constitution of the United States and to abide by all things necessary to prevent corruption and to the undermining of America itself. That's what we have. All right? We understand that. I think that's crystal clear. Now, you may say, well, Barack, you're assuming that there was this massive fraud going on. Yes, I am assuming that, okay, for the sake of our discussion right now. Now it becomes a question of proof. If we have all those things lined up that we've described with the Dominion software rigging, the dead people voting, the double voting, you know, 42,000 in Nevada alone, did you know that? 42,000 people voted at least twice in Nevada. All right, so that's well beyond any uh, discrepancy that there may have been in, in Nevada. And beyond the margin of victory. That, that's what I meant, yeah. Yes. So, <clears throat> uh, and that's just in Nevada. In Wisconsin, similar things are happening. And, and of course, it happened in Pennsylvania even more so, and Georgia. Yeah, and, and the, the basic lie of the, the, the basic question, hey, Dominion CEO, were the Dominion machines connected to the internet? No, not at all. Then you find out there's this company called, uh, you know, uh, SolarWind. What does SolarWind do? It connects Dominion machines to the internet. Of course. All right. I so, mean, so, I mean, so we hear, but that goes to the facts yeah. of the issue. And 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 well, look, I I'm convinced, as I think, seventy percent of Republicans are convinced that there was massive voter fraud going on here. This was not just, you know, our wishful thinking and our sour grapes and our disappointment. And our boo-hoo-hoo, you know, Trump is our man, and uh, we, we lost, uh, even though he's such a jackass and such like that. And the reason why Biden won was because the people were so sick and tired of Donald Trump. Uh, no, we, we know. We know yeah, that, Trump, that, that Trump won. Hold, right. hold on. I, I, I want to get to your point, but I want to also finish this point. So there was, as I said, it depends on the facts. Was there fraud going on? To me, I am 100% confident that not only was there massive fraud going on, but that Trump would have won in a massive landslide, electorally, and, for, and, and also have won the popular vote as well. I'm confident about that. Now, assuming that that is the case, with the manipulation of the Dominion software, the Skydol thing, and uh, what's the other program that you just talked about? SolarWinds. SolarWinds. SolarWinds uh, yeah, management right. <clears throat> and all the Chinese involvement and everything else. We, we've got a Lucy. We've got a problem. Okay, yeah, we've got we got a huge problem, right. and that and that's the issue. So, what are we going to do about that? Because the Supreme Court should know this, all of our governing institutions should know this, and definitely Donald Trump knows this. That if we don't do something about this now, if we don't recognize the insurrection that has happened right now, 
and, and do everything we can to call people to account for this fraud, then we are doomed as a nation. This is a binary moment. <clears throat> and this is why we call this podcast the binary moment, right? Because if we don't do it, we will forever be locked in. It will never, it'll be harder to swim up this stream in 2024, much harder. Well, it'll be impossible because there'll be no... <clears throat> I, lot... they, they, they will right. indeed sanctify the process because right. if they... Institutionalize. They'll institutionalize, thank you. They will institutionalize the Dominion software, the fraudulent, the, the no IDs business, the mail-in voting business, everything like that, so that there is no way we will ever have um, a, an election that we can say has any integrity with it whatsoever. Nobody will feel confident about it. Now, and, and then, even worse yet, we'll have no confidence in the Supreme Court. We'll have no confidence in our governors. We'll, have, we'll assume that every decision that's made that raises an eyebrow uh, by a Republican or otherwise will be because that particular Republican or Democrat has been threatened. Yeah, One or, way or the other. Bribed. And, and the, the worst part is the opposition party. When you have people like Romney or, or what McConnell did yesterday, uh, turning on us. Well, not, describe, not describe what McConnell did. Uh, McConnell on the Senate floor said uh, the Electoral College yeah. is settled and I congratulate Biden for being the official president-elect. Right. Uh, have you ever seen the, the Democrat Party in the last 10 years not hang together through thick and thin? This splintered Republican Party that then the media gloms on and says, well, that's the real message of the Republican Party, becomes an untrustworthy institution as well. And we will never have an election. One thing to back up on. A caller to Rush Limbaugh show about two days ago said, uh, Rush, I, I think this is horrible. I don't think I can trust this election. And I, I'm screaming at the radio while driving. And I'm saying to myself, that's a semi-accurate statement. The real accurate statement is probably more this. It's come to our attention now that our elections are fraudulent. We now know they're fraudulent. And now that we know they're fraudulent, if they're not radically cleaned up immediately, we realize we have no freedom. We have no way of determining who rules us. And they're supposed to represent us. And how can you have people represent your interests if you don't have a choice in who they are? Exactly right. It's, it's spot on. And it's, you have to take the long view on this uh, about what the impact of going along with this fraudulent vote when 74 million plus Americans know that their man, Donald Trump, <clears throat> was ousted because of fraud. We, we cannot, you, this will have repercussions big time. And you have to wonder what, what's going to happen. So you can wonder all day long, Justice Roberts, about all the riots and such that will somehow take place if you, quote unquote, give the election to Trump, even though you're not giving it to him. The election people have, the, the, um, the American people have already spoken. You can worry about that all day long, but you will never understand how keeping it and actually giving it to Biden, which is what the real give is, is the ultimate destruction of America itself. The, the point is you need to look at the other side of this equation. The other side of this equation is what will happen to our republic? I mean, really, you have to, it, it will be a republic where blackmail will rule the day. 
It's a, a, a corruptocracy will, will rule the day. It'll be about anger. It'll be about uh, muscling anybody with blackmail. It'll be to the point where an, an invitation for everyone to uh, play funny in the electoral system as they please. Because if you do not call to account what happened in this election, then you'll never call into account any election. I mean, they, they, look what happened. They, they, they started off with no uh, voter IDs. They said that mail-in ballots would be fine. They, they, it's not only that. They also put these big boxes and they say, hey, dump it over here. What do you think people were going to do with that? Yeah, with no chain of custody. Quick point about that. And a lady in, in Los Angeles went days after the election and found ballot workers collecting the ballots out of the ballot boxes in Los Angeles, full boxes, days after we were told the count was complete. It's so These absurd. So it's so absurd. Custody. So these are the, of course, and, and if, if those things are somehow nothing to see here, nothing to see here, well, then we've got no hope. This is why we are fighting so hard. That's why. Because there's no chance that we can win in 2024. You know, Trump will come back and he'll show what's what. And because No, it's not. That's not the way it works. It will not work. It'll be far harder. We still have President Trump as president right now. He still has the power to do something about this. This is about fascism. This is about fighting fascism at the end of the day. We can't continue this way. We can't turn a blind eye to this. Your Democrat friends have no idea what is going on because MSNBC and CNN and all the other outlets that they watch and only watch, are saying that there's nothing to see here. And those crazy Republicans are holding on so desperately with the hope that maybe this, there'll be enough votes that show dead people, for example, having voted, that will change this election. Boy, are they desperate. What silly fools they are. Right. Plus, the CNN will say, but it's already been certified. It's already done. The Electoral College has already met and sent their electors and blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Yeah. You know, they, you know they, they, they have no, they, and this is the cleanest election of all time, right? So, right? so by saying this and having some expert, because they love experts, of course, because an expert told them so, therefore it is so. That's it. They, they don't think for themselves. But that's, that's another issue. That The point is that the, the Supreme Court is going to be no longer regarded for the uh, pristine institution that it has always been held up to be. Okay, it's, it's, just, it's just not that anymore. We don't trust Justice Roberts anymore, especially with what happened with Obamacare, that when that happened, as I said before many times in podcasts in the past, we know that something was up. Okay, he's, he's gone as far as I'm concerned. When, it, when push comes to shove on the major conservative issues, he will vote with the libs. We know that. Yeah, and a few weeks ago in October, he had the chance to remedy all of this in a Pennsylvania decision, and he took a pass. Yeah, yeah, it's disgusting. I mean, okay, so the whole thing is disgusting. Now, let's talk about what the, the next angle is going to be, because, look, God willing, the Supreme Court will take up the Georgia case that has just been put onto the docket. We don't know. It's only Thursday, uh, December uh, 17th. We don't know what they will do with it. If they will take it up and start saying, okay, well, let's say uh, there's some evaluation here. We hear by grant cert. Okay, well, there, there's some hope there. But then again, that doesn't mean that they're going to go our way on this. Maybe, maybe they do it for appearance's sake. I don't know. 
Yeah, but it's like trusting a knucklehead teenager who never does their homework to finally do their homework. Our hopes are not high. <laughs> exactly right, yeah. Whether they do a good job of the homework, that's another thing, right? That's your, that's your point. Yeah. Okay, so now we have, if, if the if somehow they don't turn on this and, and they end up saying something to the effect of, okay, we're hearing your case. Uh, we do find that there has been... Uh, some degree of fraud in this election, and it really should be changed uh, to make sure the uh, the integrity of the Electoral College uh, remains intact. Uh, but we don't have enough evidence to say that this would have changed the election, and therefore uh, we are not about to uh, entertain the possibility of relegating this just to the legislators of the, uh, the various states in question, or for that matter, sending it to the uh, Congress. So no thanks, uh, we, we pass on that, and we effectively dismiss this case as moot because uh, there's no evidence that it would have turned the election. Okay, uh, that's, that's a very possible response, even if they take cert on this case. And I, I don't like that because I think the evidence is overwhelming. But what they should be doing, and, and look, I mean, the ultimate remedy should be one of two things. Either to say, look, the uh, evidence should have been considered and we, the Supreme Court, feel that it needs to be turned over to the respective state legislators to decide who won the election, okay, in Pennsylvania and Georgia and so on like that. I would prefer that they simply call it a nullity and say that uh, the fix was so bad in these various states and neither party having reached 270 electoral votes Therefore, it goes to Congress, thank you very much, and let them decide by, um, by state. Yeah. So and, and, and in and which case, the Republicans would win, and Trump would win. already did that because the Republican legislatures mm -hmm. in the states in question, which were all Republican legislatures, all failed miserably to take control of yeah. this. So, you know, they, in a way, by acting the way those Republican legislatures did, they let the Supreme Court off the hook on this. So let's talk about how and why this would happen. Look, look at how everything that we're dealing with, that we're talking about, it revolves around one sun, so to speak, right? If the sun is the center of the solar system, right, and, and you know, all the planets revolve around it, what is the sun in this equation? I'll tell you what it is. Fear, okay? Everyone's afraid. The uh, Justice Roberts, we talked enough about him. Uh, then we have the legislators saying, okay, this is fine. We have uh, Governor Kemp from Georgia and what he Ducey did. And Ducey in Arizona. And Ducey in Arizona. signed off on these things. Yeah, everything is signing off. Like, okay, uh, you know, they, they are presuming that Biden will become president. And if they resist him, or the Democrat Party, generally speaking, then they'll have hell to pay. They want to show that they were good boys and girls. Uh, and, uh, you know, knelt and kissed the ring of the ultimate president, Joseph Biden, and therefore they won't be treated so poorly once uh, the tide turns and Joseph Biden is sworn in. So they, that's, that's their thinking. That's their calculus. But look at all the fear that's happening. Yeah, we, it could be anything from that their establishment turns with those spines to they've been threatened with a certain amount of violence in the streets or personally, or the thing that I've talked about before, which is imagine how powerful a company like Google is without even uh, surveillance of your personal data beyond 
just releasing the search results of your internet searches. That's a great point. It, That's know, a I mean, really great point. It, That's all you have to do. You, 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 you can, we, we are such a supine culture now that all it would take for many people, not you and me, is to simply say, look, you know, um, Mr. Smith, we, um, we've got a hold of your search records on Google or whatever. Yeah, it's public information. It's public information yeah. at this point, and I'm going to just throw it out there. You have no privacy here, and uh, good luck to you. And, and you know what John Smith will say? I'll do what, anything. What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah. that's what he's going to say. Most, most John Smiths out there. And the other point is that, you know, it's, it's not even about pornography necessarily, right? I mean, uh, so many people watch pornography. It's so, um, it's yeah. so abu- we don't abundant. We need to get into that. We don't need so to get into it. It's simply, it, obvious. It, it's obvious. And there's a reason why uh, pornography is, I think it's 70% of internet traffic, whatever. Okay, so, so but just the threat of saying, hey, we're going to reveal your porno- pornographic uh, fetishes. You know, you like uh, to look at threesomes, for example. I don't know. Okay, so uh, whatever. That's, that's going to be embarrassing enough. But, you know, as Ari also pointed out uh, offline, he said that it's not necessarily only pornography. It could be there's so many other things that can be embarrassing. Let's say you want to check in about a medical condition regarding uh, your rectum, for example. Yeah, okay, you, you, wait, wait, hold on. Right. So, you, you know, you want to check that. That's embarrassing, right? But, you know, that's, there's a reason why there's all sorts of commercials about your rectum, right? Uh, and you, you look into, oh, you know, why am I having bleeding or something like that in, in your Google search? Okay, they, they'll, they'll want to know. Right. And, and how and embarrassing would that, that be? Known. You yeah. don't want to know, and you'll say, okay, I'll do what, what you want. Uh, and, and they'll make it small, like just vote this way on this one small bill. Um, that's all we ask. And then, of course, right. once they have that, then they keep on doing it. And they, they know they have a sucker. They have, they have a fish on the line. Yeah, and and I'm even thinking of an even more benign example. Just imagine politicians do this all the time. They get in trouble getting caught playing golf because it looks like a rich man's waste of time, right? So what if you're one of those politicians who go, I promise to always work all the time, and I didn't play golf once. Then your internet searches shows how many tea times you've been booking. Right. Right? Exactly. I okay. mean, even something like that. There, there's too many things, too easy ways, and, and, and fear is what's operating, and people don't have the courage to stand up uh, to their convictions and to say, look, I'm not going to sell out my country because I might be exposed for having looked at... Um, or, or search something about uh, warts, for example. I, I, you know, whatever it is, it's just too embarrassing. It's a personal life. And they got you. They keep on getting you. And it's working. And the only message you'll be sending by sending Biden to the White House is that anger, no, more importantly, fear, uh, fear blackmailing, and, the, and protests, violent protests work. That's the only thing you'll be sending. Now, remember, they say that the protests were mostly peaceful and such like that. Okay, BS. BS. We know that what's really happening here, their version of protests, is uh, that, that you do what they say or else your store burns down. Okay? That's the effective way of doing things. We don't want to live in that country. We don't. Now, let's talk, Ari, about what the ultimate options that Trump has yeah, should, can, should can I just break a little news from Lynn Wood really fast? Okay, go ahead. And I know this is uh, recorded, so for those listening, it could be, you know, just think uh, Thursday, the 17th of uh, December. Lynn Wood just tweeted this. In discussing real Donald Trump in phone conversation on uh, 819, 
Justice John Roberts stated that he would make sure the mother you know what would never be reelected. Roberts engaged in phone conversations with Justice Breyer discussing how to work to get Trump voted out. Uh, next tweet by Linwood. I have long had questions about John Roberts on Jeffrey Epstein private flight logs, and we've discussed that before. And we're saying in, in our conversation, it could take a lot less than that to sway him, but let's just say that's being mentioned by Wood here. I suspected it was our chief justice. Mainstream media has shown no interest in investigating issue to find truth. American is, America is now entitled to know the answer. Every lie will be revealed. Pray. So, you know, we the Supreme Court is... You know, what it is. Okay, so we talked about this offline uh, many other times, Ari, you and I. And one of the things that I've been saying is, if somebody has that kind of dirt on you, and you know that it is compromising your ability to do the right thing, uh, and that you are instead being played like a puppet by the Democrats or whoever wants to twist your will uh, to do what you know is the wrong thing, you know what you do, Ari? You ignore them. You effing resign. That's what you do. Okay? Oh, yeah, if you're going to be compromised, you resign. Yes. You, you he, and I, we stand up to them. We stand up. We fight them, but, you know. If, but if you, can't, if you don't have, you if you don't have the, the, you know what, the backbone, shall we say, the huevos, to say, I don't care what you have on me, I am going to pursue what I need to do. Now, look, if he's got an Epstein Island situation, as was referenced in the Lynn thing, and we don't know, okay? But if he has that on him, uh, that would explain a whole lot, Lucy, okay? Yeah. Let's put it that way. And that would explain why he knows even if he resigns, he's finished. I, exactly right. Then, then he really goes to jail. But the point is that that would explain a lot. But all the same, uh, this is not just about John Roberts. This is about a lot more. This is about fear operating this entire election and you all you need to do and the all the only signal you're sending to the to the democrats is that fear works and blackmail works and the threat of violence works and looting works we cannot live in that country so if biden is to be sworn as president uh, we will have a much harder time in unraveling this you see thank god donald trump is still president he still has the options that he has as the commander-in-chief of America. Now... And what we're talking about is insurrection act. Okay, so now we're going to talk about that. So let's talk about his options. Assuming that the Supreme Court shirks its responsibilities and somehow says, oh, you know, maybe there's some evidence of tampering here and there, but nothing more than usual and nothing to see here, and this is all a moot point because it wouldn't have affected the election. Uh, now you're Donald Trump, and you know the evidence is overwhelming. Okay. What do you do? And you know also that John Roberts has been, has been tainted. There's so much corruption going on. You can't just sit back and say, okay, well, you know what? I, I tried my best and we really fought the good fight. And P.S., who knows what the Democrats will do, will try to do with me, what kind of kangaroo court they'll throw me into uh, if I am to uh, turn over everything to this fake President Joe Biden. So what do we do? Okay, well, there's an Insurrection Act. Let's have Ari explain a little bit about that. Yeah, well, it would mean the president essentially declaring a state of emergency, instituting, instituting martial law, and literally sending the military into every city and arresting and taking into custody for 
military-level prosecution or worse, every insurrectionist, which would mean every Democrat elected official involved in this, every uh, teachers' union member, say, in Detroit or Philadelphia who worked in the boiler room gymnasiums on public school campuses filling out those ballots, every poll worker who blocked the windows engaged in the corruption, everyone from the corporations like, yes, Facebook, Google, Twitter, etc., involved in censorship and election interference, every entity that was involved in, in with a foreign government and spread propaganda, the NBA, for instance, Nike. Well, you I, know, know. I mean, it, yeah, it's, I, it's vast. I, the I, kind of people that would t- be taken into custody, thus they would have to keep all of us completely off the streets for a period of time while they did this clearing operation. Well, one thing, yeah. Look, and, but, and, and put down any rioting that may occur in response to it. Well, that makes sense. But the other part, the, I, I would be um, satisfied that they simply... Uh, arrest and prosecute anybody who participated in the election fraud in and of itself, such as what you're talking about with the I polling. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm talking about the people who put up, you know, who prevented the poll watchers from watching, uh, the people who pulled out the, the ballots from the suitcases, the people who fabricated the um, uh, the ballots, uh, the ballot dumping and everything else. That would be enough. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't expect more than that. I think there should be more than that. The people who participated and abdicated their duties, like Governor Kemp and otherwise, who who, who kept on saying there's nothing to see here, nothing to yeah, see here, when there was plenty of... Hold on, hold on, yeah. Ari. There was plenty of... I, I don't want to race through this th- stuff. I'm simply saying there's just plenty of evidence of people abdicating their duties. And if they abdicate their duties, then they need to be... Uh, they, they need to resign or be impeached, one way or the other. I don't know if they, they can be arrested for that, but I do know to the extent that they've participated in unlawful ballot harvesting and double counting and cheating at the ballot box one way or the other, they do need to be arrested. Yeah, or fo- well, I'm talking about falsely certifying the election results, signing under penalty of criminal perjury. Right. I mean, that's criminal. Oh, it's, it, it is criminal. It rises to another level where it's insurrectionist. Right. Now, it, to the extent that it's insurrectionist, um, and we don't know 100% right now, but let's say we were to discover that there has been a massive insurrection with the involvement of, of China, with the involvement of, of enemies inside and outside of America, um, then what, do, what would you do? I mean, the Insurrection Act has to mean something. If, 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 if you only think that insurrection means a bunch of... Uh, you know, I, I don't know, 100 guys getting together and, and trying to, uh, and, 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 you know, writing some sort of manifesto uh, saying that they're plot to destroy America and, and take hostage the president and, the, the, and some key members of Congress and the Senate and the judiciary. Okay, well, that's not the only way. There, this is a far more massive insurrection, isn't it, Ari? Yes. Much, much bigger. Because this goes to the core of our democracy. This goes to our notion of, of the checks and balances. This goes to our notion of one man, one vote, for crying right. out loud. It literally means our country as we know it does not exist and has not existed at least for this election. Yeah. Meaning we never had a chance to pick the, the leaders of our country who would best govern and preside over the, the levers of power. All right, so, so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, and this is where we'll wrap it up. Uh, where do you think... Because, you know, no matter what we do, all right, they'll declare that whatever Trump is doing is fascistic, right? We 
believe that what they have done is fascistic. Yeah. Uh, at, at best, a banana republic, but is it, it is truly fascistic. This no, is the what brown shirt actions of the Black Lives Matter Antifa mobs earlier this year is exactly a slow rolling train wreck of Kristallnachs. Yes. Uh, of literal fascism. And meanwhile, the media calls us fascists for preparing or hoping or having it actually happen that it's repelled. Right. Challenging legal action, uh, pursuing legal action to challenge legally what ha what we've seen here. That it's, is fascistic, you understand somehow, okay? But them uh, looting and uh, stealing votes and inventing ballots and such like that, that that's not fascistic. That's just... There's, that's nothing to see yeah, here. Erasing the Land O'Lakes Indian and Aunt Jemima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That, that is the... If it, okay, so... Burning of fascism. That, that's the point, is that the, they will declare us to be fascistic while they engage in fascism. So if it's true that there has been this massive fraud, we need to go out there and fight, not with violence, but with your words, with your group emails, with your... Facebook posts and your tweet and your tweets and everything else. And by the way, go to Parler and Me Me We. Those are very good sources. Now we need to get those things going because they actually do not censor. Um, but make your voice heard. Don't be afraid. Do not let fear be the, the the sun in this solar system. We cannot do that. Go out there and express why things are crazy. Why it cannot work that we have a system like this. Why, and, and when you do speak out, speak about the facts. Tell them about the 42,000 double counting going on in Nevada, what happened there. Talk about similar actions and the dead people voting in Wisconsin. Get to know the facts, list them, and then argue them with as many people as you know. Not just your Republican friends, but your Democrat friends too. Get them to understand what is going on, at least to understand what the arguments are, because they think that all you're doing is engaging in a hope campaign that is just desperate and that there might be one or two people that have engaged in fraudulent votes, but all they've heard is that it's the fairest election in American history. You need to disabuse them of that stance. That's your job now, because this republic depends on it. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.